0: Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie and I'm Lily and this is Little Home Organized, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organized and reclaim time for the things you love.
1: Of things with the mute button on certain Oh, does it sections. give you a fry? It gives me a massive fry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Horror movies not are not for you. Not. They say kombucha. Oh, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> are there any other ways?
0: I would be mortified if you came into my house and um, stuck your finger in a pile of dust. Show me your finger.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome. This week we're talking about the Let It Go Challenge. We'll talk about the simple questions you can ask yourself to identify if you really need, use, or love something, and how these questions can help free up space in your home. Now, this has definitely been inspired by the
0: challenge we are currently running in our Facebook group. So, if you haven't already joined, head over to Little Home Organized Community on Facebook next time you're on and join us. Join us for
1: this challenge that we're going to be talking about today. So, I'm really excited to talk about this because even though we're not too far into February, we have been doing this challenge since the 1st of February in the group. And I've been kind of amazed to see not only how many people are participating, but also the kinds of things that people are letting go.
0: Yes, it's great. I think it's been a challenge that's really achievable and it's inspired by this dilemma that we commonly face when we get really inspired to like go into a room, go into a cupboard and we know that it's cluttered and we know that we're going to end up saying goodbye to stuff, but then we pick up that random towel or we pick up that coaster and we don't know how to make decisions about it. And so this challenge was all about saying, hey, Let's help everybody figure out how to go through the decision-making process, put it out step by step. But also when it comes to letting go, it can feel overwhelming. Let's make it achievable and let's let go of something every day. Just one thing every day, one month. And have you noticed that um, a lot of the items that people are actually letting go of are things that were given to them? I have seen a few of those things pop up and we've talked about that before in previous episodes, you know, giving gifts that potentially someone may just end up having to ditch down the track. But people describing that sense of attachment that they feel and that obligation because someone gave it to them, but it's something that they don't really need, or it was kind of sentimental passed down, but it's not sentimental to that person.
1: Yeah. And that's a really interesting thing about things that you are given because sometimes someone gives you something and it's actually more about them rather than the gift. So it might be something they've given you that they that they think you're going to love because it's your colour, right? Like I get a lot of teal things because... I love teal. Teal's the best colour ever. Teal is the best colour ever, right? (laughs) So I sometimes get things given to me just purely because they're teal. And while I love teal, I don't need to collect everything in the world that is teal. That's true. I'm not going for a teal coloured life.
0: Oh, you've just prompted my memory. My sister-in-law was really into cows And she just loved cow print and cows and just thinks they're the sweetest creatures ever. And for a really long time, every time she got a gift, it was always cow themed. And some of those things were like really lovely and cute and niche and also still like practical. And other things were just kind of like, you know, dust collectors. Yes. And once she outgrew cows, she... (laughs) (laughs) What is it with like farm animals? I know. It's chickens, cows or pigs. Yeah. Uh, But once she outgrew them... People didn't realise she'd outgrown them oh. and then she was receiving cow things for a long period of time still.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she was opening I these I don't know that things. she gets cow things anymore. <laughs> I'm so going to give her a cow thing next time <laughs> just to see what she does.
0: Oh, she, she would be very gracious about it. Mm. And then it would go straight out the door into my hands <laughs> and straight to the donation pile. No, but it, it like it's, it, it's interesting to see that the things that are being taken um, in and out of people's homes in this challenge. And so for those of you who aren't aware... The challenge that we're running in the group. It's called the let it go challenge. And it's really simple. As I alluded to earlier, all you need to do is say goodbye to one item every day for the month. And it's a really simple strategy to make the task of decluttering less overwhelming. So there's two parts to it. There's obviously the part where you're saying goodbye, but we don't just pick a random item and, you know, chuck it. We have to make decisions about, is this the right item to go? And then of course we have to decide, okay, it's going, where is it going? So it's about responsible disposal. Absolutely. We're all about the responsible decluttering. We don't want to just be throwing things willy-nilly, contributing to landfill. We want to be really mindful when we're at the shops purchasing in the first place and we want to be really mindful when we're decluttering as
1: well. And I suppose that's why it's so important before we accumulate anything, whether it's a free lipstick that's come with a magazine or whether, oh, you've got a story with that, I can tell you're smiling. <laughs> what's, what's that about? Oh, <laughs> you've
0: just reminded me um, when I was in New Zealand, our friend came to visit and that part wasn't relevant. Anyway, we were at like a shop and I'd bought some hair products and you spent so much in store and you got a free lipstick. Anyway, I spent that amount twice over and he's a he's like a salesperson at heart. And so the, the person serving me gave me the one lip lipstick and he said, oh, oh, I mean, technically she spent this much. So shouldn't, you know, she could probably have two of those. This person did not care for their job and was just kind of like looked at me like, okay, have the second lipstick. (laughs) I didn't even want the first one. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you do? So I ended up with two course. because you didn't refuse? No, which I had like a little dilemma. And I think many people, we, you know, we encounter this, so we have that little tug of war with ourselves. It's Mm. like, do I really need this? Oh, but it's free. It would be wasteful. I mean, like maybe I will find a use for it. Maybe I'll find someone to give it to. You You know, all those thoughts rapid fire through your head.
1: Meanwhile, the checkout chick's looking at you like, can you make a decision? And (laughs) you're thinking while you're trying to think of someone who would look really good in bright red lipstick. Exactly. And I can tell you what, I
0: have decluttered those and I didn't use... Either of them. Uh. So realistically, the moral of that story was to be mindful and I shouldn't have taken them into my home to begin with. However, that's not necessarily the way life works. Sometimes we end up with these things. Like you say, someone gives you a gift for Christmas, you know, your secret Santa present, or someone goes, oh, I love that cow teal plate. <laughs> cow teal plate. Well, the that's teal impressive. teal plate with cows. Yeah. And they, uh, <laughs> they give it to you and, you know, you feel obligated to keep it. And mm. So there's all these reasons
1: we end up with stuff. Yeah. But you know what? What you've just talked about reminds me of the five R's. And we've done an episode on this last year about the five R's, you know, the reduce, reuse, recycle has now got um, the refuse and the reuse on top of it. Refuse is the number one step. Say no to the things that you don't need. Say no to the single-use plastic bag. Say no to the free lipstick. Say no to the free notepad. Ooh, she's. Did I get it right? You did get it right. <laughs> oh, on that note, I was speaking with someone the other day about kombucha. Actually, it was my nieces. We were um, taking taking them somewhere. Oh, here and, we go. And um, instead of, so you say kombucha, mm-hmm. I say kombucha kombucha. kombucha they say kombucha (laughs) I was like oh this is blowing my mind are there (laughs) any other ways possibly say this do you know any other way that you can say kombucha 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 kombucha? (laughs) if so send us an audio file with it because that will be hilarious
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what's really cool about this challenge as we were saying is that it's super simple because it's not like I have to declutter my home from head to toe. I can just start with one item. So if you're in that position at home right now and you're thinking, okay, I know that I have a popcorn maker that has been sitting in my cupboard and I want to get more cupboard space back. Mm. I'm going to use this item as an example. So we've got a a list of questions here that you can ask yourself to consider if this
1: item needs to stay or if it's time for it to go. Now, the first one in that list of questions is one that we You've probably heard it many times and we use it as kind of our first question when we're asking clients to declutter. um, And that's why it's the first in this list of letting go questions. So the question is, do I need, use or love it? Now let's talk a little bit more about what need, use and love actually means. And also- I'm going to
0: confess that the popcorn maker, I actually have one in my cupboard the I was going to say,
1: you've picked like the one item that you will never get rid of. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is because I go
0: through phases where I use it and then I go through phases where I just do the microwave popcorn mm. laced with chemicals instead because it's quicker. So, well, technically it's not quicker. Oh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> so when we're talking about what do you actually need, Bonnie, what do you think are some of the things that people think
1: they need and maybe they don't? Well, sometimes I think we can need... a second hammer because we're worried that the first is going to break and that we need to have a backup. So anything that is a backup, sometimes we feel like we need it as a just-in-case item. It's not necessarily true because for most of us, A, the first one's unlikely to break too. And if in the event that it does or you've lost it, usually there's a neighbourhood that we can ask, you know, family, friends, a community. Um, Sometimes there's tool sheds or tool libraries nearby that you can borrow these items from. And then at the very least... There's the option of buying a new one. So the whole need factor is really a relative term and I've had people say to me before, oh, I need that skirt. And it's true, you need to be clothed because in our society, if you are naked, you will get fined. Some people
0: frown upon it.
1: don't know why. Can't a girl go swimming in a body of water and not wear her (laughs) togs? Apparently not. Especially not at a local, very touristy beach. Just don't do it. Um, So need is a very relative term. You do need to be clothed, but do you actually need that pink flamingo fluffy tulle skirt that you wore for your high school formal that doesn't fit anymore?
0: Well, maybe you don't need it. Do you use it? No, you don't
1: fit it. You haven't worn it back, Mm. you know, for 20 odd years. But do you love it? Yes. And that's where those three key questions really come into it. Because if you can identify that you really don't need something and you don't actually use it, but you love it, then there's that sentimental attachment. And then you can say, yes, I do love it. And I do want to keep it because of that. And when you get further down the track of like all your sentimental items being together and having some sort of boundary and saying, right, this is my memory box and everything I want to keep has to fit in this box. That's when you can be a bit more ruthless and compare one sentimental item to another to see which ones are you truly do love. So the next thing you can do, like we
0: were talking about with the example of the hammer there, you can ask yourself, do
1: I have more
0: than one of this item? Mm. And on a previous episode, if you go back to episode seven, listen to the five types of clutter, one of the things we talk about is abundance clutter. And that's where yep. we end up having multiple versions of something.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the hammer is a great example because people people love the backup. And we do it with water bottles, especially if we've got kids. Um, and we're maybe they're losing oh, stuff. I a can lot relate at school. to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do we do have the abundance clutter because it's like, oh, well, they're likely to lose that. And I bought these extra ones on special or on sale um, because it's likely that they will lose them and I will need another one. And so you have that what if in the back of your head, you've just prompted me like my son, I have
0: a like sippy cup, water cup, straw cup. I have one at my... Our mum and dad's. Mm-hmm. I have one at my husband's mum and dad's. We have one at our house and then I have one that is in the ether. I do not know where it's gone.
1: Oh, <laughs> and I was so- like, what's the <laughs> ether? Is this cool oh, new place? It's in the upside down. Oh, um, is it covered in all that gooey oh, stuff? <laughs> it's so gross, isn't it? You oh, just imagine it. it would stink. I have to watch Stranger Things with the mute button on oh, certain Oh, does it sections. give you a fright? It gives me a massive fright. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Horror g- movies are not, not for you. Not good with thrillers and horrors and there's just a bit too much scary music going on. <laughs>
0: Such a good show though.
1: If you haven't watched so it, check it good, out. So good. But
0: I've I had, had to keep multiple bottles because- for that same reason, they can they can get dropped. I can end up somewhere and I'm like, oh, I need to hydrate this child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it is really easy to fall into that mentality. I found myself going, oh, I should probably get another one so I can always have one at home and always have one in his bag instead of remembering to just put it in his bag and yeah. then take it back out. So it's really easy to justify bringing more into the into your house, and then we do end up with abundance clutter. And then, of course, if your house is in a situation where things aren't really easy to find, then you can bring in new things and and lose them pretty easily too.
1: And you've just reminded me of something really important. When we do have the backups, it's like we're future-proofing ourselves because we're not clever enough to make up an alternative solution. So one day we're going to talk about the art of making do because it's such an amazing concept. Yes. But we don't give ourselves that opportunity to make do when we always have a backup. So for example, our kids have got one water bottle each and it sits in the fridge all the time. It gets washed in the in the dishwasher as regularly as it needs to be. But this is the water bottle they take to school. If we're going out on a family day trip, we use this one water bottle. If for some reason at night time they need to take a water bottle to bed or near bed, they're non-spill, um, they're easy for the kids to, to hold. And they have this one water bottle, Right. Now, there are times where, especially the two-year-old, he has lost the water bottle or my darling daughter with her ADHD. No idea where the water bottle is, right? But then we just make do if the water bottle's gone. So like at school, they can use a cup. She hasn't had to do that yet, thankfully. But even my six-year-old last year... There were a couple of times that he forgot his water bottle and the prep teacher said, don't worry about it. We've got cups. They just use a cup and they drink from that all day. So even though as a parent our worst fear is feeling like we've failed and having it public knowledge, it's actually okay when it happens. There is an alternative that we can um, look for and it does help us kind of make our brains function a bit better Mm -hmm. when we have to problem solve. Yes. Rather than just having a backup there.
0: Yeah. It's in ninety nine percent of cases, it's going to be okay. So, mm. um, stop it before it comes into the house. But yeah, do consider if if you have more than one, do you actually need? To have those extra bottles, do you actually need those extra items? Another thing you can ask yourself is, have I used this item in the last six to 12 months? Mm, Yeah. Because, and this is why I love the hanger trick. We talked about this in, I think it was our second episode, Wardrobe Woes, where you go into your, your wardrobe, you turn your hangers around and the wrong way, and then every time you wear a garment, you turn it back around the right way. And then at the end of a set period, you look and actually see what you are actually wearing compared to what you think you're wearing. So this question's a great one. Have I actually used this in the last yeah. six to 12 months? Because sometimes we're like, oh
1: yeah, I have you really think about it? You actually haven't. No. And that's why the hanger trick is so good because it is that visual reminder of actually, no, you think you've used it, but you haven't. Dust is another great indicator for if you've used something or not. The amount of times I've gone to someone's house and they've said, oh yeah, I use that all the time. And then I go, oh really? When When do you think the last time was? And they go, "Oh, look at that dust! Oh, it must have been longer than i than I thought." And it's just it's it's like a visual indicator of actually time has passed more quickly than you thought it has, and you really didn't use it. I would be mortified if
0: you came into my house and um, stuck your finger in a pile of dust and went and (laughs) showed me your
1: finger. (laughs) Well, it's not like I'm one of those white glove women who goes along with my finger along, you know, the mantelpiece or anything. But if there is visible dust on something and someone is adamant about it, it's just a good way to go, okay, this shows me that you haven't actually used it. It's not me saying, well, now you've got to get rid of it. It's just me showing you. Or going, I told you (laughs) are These are actually the facts. The dust is showing me you haven't used it very often.
0: Yeah. It's a normal part of psychology thinking and remembering things differently to your reality anyway. So so we all do it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. So next question you want to ask yourself when you're looking at that popcorn maker, that hammer, whatever it is that you're holding is, am I keeping it just in case? And this I think aligns really well with aspirational clutter. So if we go even back to that poodle skirt, let's say that you love to wear a poodle skirt regularly, but you don't fit it anymore. Who doesn't
1: love a poodle skirt? I mean, they're
0: fun to swish around, Mm. Um, but it doesn't fit you anymore. And, or maybe I'm just waiting for the right occasion to wear it. Is it an aspiration that you're holding on to? Is it that corporate outfit that you're waiting to wear when COVID finally lifts and you go back to the office? Mm. You know, or, and even though your workplace has now told you that permanently everyone's working from home, are you still holding on to that aspiration of walking into the office with a fresh brewed coffee from the city? You know, whatever it is, am I just holding on to this? Just in case I can achieve that thing, I really, in the back of my mind, I'm hoping I do achieve.
1: Yeah. It's like the musical instrument, the roller skates, the the treadmill. I mean, treadmill is classic A example of aspirational clutter. Yep. So... My adult colouring books that I have. Yeah, When I get the time to sit down and do those.
0: Actually, someone posted, I think it was in, I don't know if it was in the our Facebook group or, anyway, I saw it online recently, that there was a charity that was specifically for their people in need that they were
1: serving were looking for adult colouring books. There's literally yeah. a charity for everything, isn't there? there? Oh, there really is. And the other thing with those just in case items is that like we were talking about with that last question of, you know, have we used it in the last kind of six or 12 months? The just-in-case items are almost like trying to future-proof so that we don't have any problems in the future. But once again, we're denying our brain the opportunity to actually grow because when we problem solve, our brains get better and we get smarter and we make more connections. So it is actually better to not have those just-in-case items hanging around because often- we don't actually use them or we don't have the need for them because that just in case never arrives. But even when it does, that whole process of making do often means that we can find an alternative that's just as good. um, And our brains have grown in the process. I've got a great story on that. Mm. As everybody (laughs) knows, I'm currently living at our parents' house, uh, moving out soon. (laughs) Um, And I've done a bit of decluttering with our parents over the last few years. And we were cooking spaghetti. No, it was gnocchi a few weeks ago. And I said to mum, where's your slotted spoon? Because you want to scoop the Nokia out, Oh, right? that green one? No, no, no. that's a pink one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so, no, that's a soup ladle. Anyway, so she, no, it was green that used to have little spikes. I, I will tell you about that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> patience, Iago, Patience. <laughs> So I said, where's your slotted spoon? And she said, oh, I don't know. We must have decluttered it. And I said, that's really weird. Like that's a really handy item. Why Why would that have gone? And anyway, so she didn't have one. And I thought, oh, what can I use instead? Oh. So I found the green thing, which is actually a boiled egg scooper. Is that what it is? Who does I mean who does She's that, always with used boiled that for, for pasta? pasta. Mm. Yeah. So I found that and I was like, oh, I remember using that as a kid for pasta. So like and it's good for spaghetti because you can wind it around it. Not as great for gnocchi because it's like this tiny little section. But anyway, I used it and it was totally fine. But there you go. That just in case the art of making do, we made do. Oh. And it was fine. No one died. We all got dinner. And the gnocchi came out perfectly.
0: (laughs) And it all lines up with minimalism as well. It's like, I I think of the, you know, if you're in a caravan, you're not going to take every utensil for every type of meal you might eat, even if you're going on a one day. trip. No melon ballers
1: in the caravan.
0: No melon ballers. So what you are going to do, though, with your limited space is you're going to make do and you're going to put items in there that are versatile and that can be used for a lot of purposes. So, yes, while I do get that unitaskers can be useful and that there are you know, utensils that you may want to have in your kitchen for that one occasion, because it just makes the process really quick and easy. It's just something to think about as to whether it's actually serving you or if you have other priorities and it's worth letting go of, which leads me into my next question which is when you're looking at decluttering, let's say it's it's the poodle skirt and you look at your wardrobe and your wardrobe is so jam packed that you can't fit another piece of clothing in that when you go to take some clothing out, things fall off the hangers. You blame, oh, don't you hate that? You blame the hangers, you know, you got to shove something back in and it's really, you have to
1: pull And then your clothes is bending so far down because there's, there's so much pressure. weight on
0: it and it's not easy to see what's in there. And you're standing here looking at this poodle skirt going through your decluttering questions, one of the questions to ask yourself, of course, is could this space in my wardrobe be better used? Mm. Could it be better could this space
1: where my popcorn maker is could this space be better used for something else? Could this space where my treadmill is taking up a quarter of my lounge room actually be used for something pop plants. better? Pop plants. Oh, oh, I cannot stop. Plants. So I've just had a birthday
0: and it was a great excuse for me to um, acquire <laughs> more plants, but it is a problem. Ah, uh, yes. And I'm definitely <laughs> on the um, hydro bandwagon with all the propagating of... Um, oh, they're so cool. Oh, they're so easy. How easy they grow. I know, it just makes me feel like Mother Nature.
1: <laughs> I'm <is> mother earth. <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding. As I water them each morning and say, thank you for growing. But <laughs> Do I actually, you sing to them? No, that's I the should, next question. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong because I have I have maimed a few. Oh, <laughs> and if anyone out there is an expert on mealy bugs on Calathea Zabrinas, please let me know because my two beautiful Calatheas are looking very sad and <laughs> I'm so tempted to throw them off the deck, but I, I love them too much and I'm trying to save them. So if you've got any top tips, feel free to send those in. <laughs> (laughs) Just use my platform for a bit of a plant education. Yes, yes. But you're welcome to
1: message me about plants anytime. DM me. Let's bond over the plants. Love an indoor plant. Oh, yes, we do. Okay, so the next question is, is this item part of an aspiration that I'm holding on to? Now, we've kind of covered this a little bit already, so let's move on to the last one. And we use this strategy a lot when decluttering. We've talked about it before in the podcast. Is it part of my past, my present, or my future? And sometimes we can look at things, especially aspirational things, and think, well, it's part of my future, but it might be part of one future, whereas we might have a dozen, hundreds of futures laid out before us and we don't actually know what's going to happen in the future. So maybe you're someone who's just finished school, for example, and you don't know if you want to go on and study, if you want to go and work full time, if you want to take some time off and travel. So you've got all these different futures laid out before you. And one of the things that you don't realise until you kind of look back a little bit on your life is that each decision you make takes you in this in a direction that then leads to another kind of crossroad, that leads you to another journey, that leads to another crossroad. And before you know it, you look back, you've been married 12 years, you have three kids, you've had a couple of dogs, you've had a couple of houses, and you can look back to how one decision 15 years ago led you on this journey to where your life is now. So sometimes the items that we hold on to, we think they're a part of our future, but maybe they're just part of the future that we actually want, but maybe will not end up being a reality for us.
0: I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking about, you know, that butterfly effect when like yes. one flap of the wings can change the world. And my husband and I are actually high school sweethearts. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. And we started dating in our last year of high school, grade 12. We only kind of really got to like know each other in grade 11 because we purely ended up being in same classes together. But my husband and I only started talking to each other really when he'd been disruptive in class and the teacher- That moved. doesn't sound
1: like him okay. at all.
0: <laughs> and the teacher moved him. And so like, I think about- If he hadn't been in that class, of course, but if he hadn't been disruptive in that class Mm. and been moved from where he was sitting, he got moved to the centre of the classroom because the teacher thought all the other students that he was interacting with were on the outskirts of the classroom and they thought if he moved him to the middle, he couldn't communicate with them. Of course, he just yelled out and it made it a bigger game. Anyway, but he was sitting in front of me and my friend and I were absolute lunatics and we used to hysterically laugh even though it was maths about things, unrelated to maths obviously. And he, Some people love maths. Uh, some people do love maths and kudos to you. It's not my strength. Yeah, he turned around and started chatting with us and, you know, I, I wonder, I'm like, what if he
1: never got moved to the middle? What if yeah. he... What if he wasn't there that day? What if he wasn't someone who liked to be disruptive? Because yeah. let's face it, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> (laughs) Husband Okay I think it's time For a break And time to have A clutter confession Clutter confessions
0: (laughs) Hey guys My clutter confession Is that I've got a drawer Full of Brisbane Lions Merchandise About five Scarves Three jerseys A couple of beanies uh, A couple of flags Um, I've also got Some Pokemon cards Which I collected Back in primary school Fifteen odd years ago uh, which I'll probably never part with.
1: <laughs> Pokemon Go. Pokemon. That's really nineties, isn't it? Oh, it's still a bit of a thing now. Like Oh, I remember when Pokemon Go came out, I really got into that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Do you remember Tarzos? Oh yeah. yeah. I love Tarzos because they felt really nice. They were really tactile. Little discs. So he sounds like he's a bit of a sports fan, but also I want to see him wear all of that paraphernalia. At one at time. Once.
0: Oh, all right. That is your challenge anonymous caller. Put every piece on. And uh, send us a snap. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've got a colour confession, we'd love to hear it. Send it on in to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised.
1: Okay, so we've talked a bit about what the questions are to let go of items. What about after we've made the decision to let go of something? Where to from there? Because that's where people can really come unstuck. They've got this stuff... They don't want it to go into landfill. They know someone else could probably use it, but what do they do with it?
0: Yeah, where do I even begin? Now what? So yeah. I think number one thing that Bonnie and I are huge advocates for is donate, donate, donate. If you can donate that item. Yeah. So if you are in the local Brisbane area, a resource for you, if you're absolutely stuck, is to go to the Little misorganized website and uh, get a copy of their free donations cheat sheet. It's basically a PDF, which kind of lays out all the different places that you can take really specific
1: household items. Yeah. So it's organized by category. So like there's baby items, there's electrical items, there's furniture, there's, you know, school stationery, all that kind of stuff. And even if you're not local to Southeast Queensland, it does give you some really good ideas for where you can take things like half-used school books and e-waste and things that are maybe a little bit tricky and outside the box that you don't quite know where they should go. So check that resource out as well, littlemessorganizedcomau forward slash donations cheat sheet. The
0: good thing about donating as well is there's so many different options. So there's obviously the stock standards, especially here in Australia of your lifeline, your Salvation Army or your Salvos. And then you've got all your niche local op shops as well. Like we have one local to us that's currently, and very topically, um, supports an orphanage in Myanmar. And with everything, chaotic going on over there at the moment Mm. there are communities over there that really need the support and so their op shop all proceeds specifically go to supporting that orphanage and the operation of that orphanage so in fact I'll throw that in the show notes in case you're interested in checking them out and seeing if you can support them but there is a place for everything and like I think of organizations like Share the Dignity for Mm. example so if you have unused menstrual products um, that could be really great for helping um, Feminine feminine hygiene products Um, Or potentially, you know, Friends with Dignity is another great charity and they are an organisation who are supporting families fleeing domestic violence and families, of course, need all kinds of things. So maybe you've got a single bed set of Thomas the Tank Engine sheets and you've kept them for a while because of the grandkids when they used to come over, but now they've grown up and the sheets are in good condition. So those sheets could definitely go to an organisation like that for a child who has been um, removed from their home really quickly to get to safety. Mm -hmm. So some of these things that we may not necessarily think about, there's organisations out there for everything. But let's take that same set of sheets, Bon. Let's say that the sheets are in shocking condition and you're thinking, oh, I guess I just have to chuck them in the trash. Mm. You've got options still for donating. yeah, For keeping things out of the rubbish.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you've got old sheets, linen, pretty much anything that doesn't have stuffing in it so pillows and dunas and all those kind of um, stuffing related ones are probably not ideal for this but um, all your sheets and pillowcases and old towels are great for your local vet or if you've got a pet shelter nearby because they use so many of those items and especially when a dog passes away or an animal passes away those items can be then given to the owners to help take that animal home like we've had to do that before another option as well is um, to cut them up as rags and give them to your local mechanic. Mechanics are always needing rags.
0: So if you're feeling up to it, you can get really creative with finding the right charity for your item. Alternatively, if you want something quick and easy, but you do want it to be donated, Jump on Facebook Marketplace, take a photo, list it as free. I can tell you if it is in reasonable condition, people love it. They will be on it so quick and they'll take it straight from your house and you don't even have to leave.
1: It's amazing. Like we have been using, say Gumtree is our um, Australia leading classified. So you might have Craigslist or something else where where you are. But over the last 10 years, we have put stuff for free on Gumtree and like the average time it takes for someone to call – and come and pick stuff up is about 15 to 20 minutes. So it can just be gone out of your life. And that could be something big, like a queen bed mattress frame or a fridge that still works, but you know, you don't need it anymore. And it's got a bit of rust and stuff in it. Stuff just goes so quickly. So if you think a charity shop's not going to want to take it, or you don't have the transport means to get it somewhere, just list it for free online. It'll be gone like that.
0: So one of the questions you're going to ask yourself when you're looking at your popcorn maker, your poodle skirt or whatever it is, is this item worthwhile sending to a charity? If it is, off it goes to the charity by whatever means. Potentially, it may be valuable enough to sell. And again, you've got those options of your trade me's, your Craigslist, your... um, eBay's, your Facebook marketplace, throw it on there, take good photos. Uh, We have an episode called Turn Your Clutter into Cash. Check it out. We've got some good tips there on online selling. But if you've got the time and the effort and the energy up your sleeve, then definitely try and recoup some of the money that you spent on it. But if it's not worth it, then maybe don't do it. And also, it's important to keep it time bound. So when you list something, maybe give yourself a time limit of if in one week this hasn't sold, I'm going to significantly reduce the price or I'm just going to list it for free and donate it.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really important reminder is to give yourself that time boundary of if the item's not gone by this particular time, I'm going to just donate it or do something different with it because too often when we're selling something, we add an emotional value to it as well. And someone else doesn't have that emotional value, so they look at an item you're selling for fifty dollars, and they think, "Well, actually, I'd only pay thirty or thirty-five dollars for it." And we've just added this emotional attachment kind of value to it. Another question that is really good to ask yourself when you are wanting to let it go is: It broken? Does it need to be disposed of in landfill? Can it be recycled? Um, is it something like e-waste, which can actually go uh, to a local charity or to a local organisation who can recycle it? And the great thing about a lot of the office supply stores nowadays is that they've got all these amazing bins where you can recycle your printer cartridges, mobile phones, you can even bring pens in. Yeah. CDs, pens, you know, there's makeup recycling programs.
0: There's even some recycle centers are taking x-rays and things now. So yeah. just jump online and Google x-ray donation and you'll be surprised at what comes up. So there are options out there for keeping things out of the bin, but otherwise see if it can be recycled first and if not, throw it in the bin.
1: Mm. And the last question you need to ask yourself when something is going to go is, is this actually something that it's not mine to get rid of, but it needs <laughs> to go back to someone? You know, did someone cook you a lovely lasagna and you've still got their dish? Six months later, I actually did that with my first child, um, a beautiful friend of mine. You left them somewhere for six months? I did. It felt really bad. No, no, no. <laughs> a beautiful friend made us a couple of meals and even though I took the meals out of her dishes really quickly and like put them into other our dishes so that I could give them back to her because I think she said like, oh, I need them back soon. I still kept her dishes it would have been close to a year oh <gasps> no yeah and like it wasn't intentional and I just don't think we saw each other because I had two kids under two she had what happened when you gave it back she didn't even remember she'd given them to me <laughs> <laughs> that was the funny thing is I was like oh i still got these two dishes and she's like which one <laughs> and I took a photo and she's like ah, oh, oh okay I don't really remember those and I thought Ah, okay here's me stressing <laughs> that I got your favorite dishes and you don't even remember them so yeah it's, it's important funny, to isn't not it? donate things that don't belong to you and to try and give them back in a timely manner yes but I have to tell you if you haven't spoken to someone in four or five years and you've still got a book that they lent you and you can't get in contact with them anymore I give you permission to pass that book on and let someone else enjoy it you heard it here folks
0: Today's episode is all about the let it go challenge. Everyone in our group at the moment who's embracing this challenge is posting a photo every day of something they've chosen to get rid of. And they're sharing a little bit of the decision-making process. Some of the things we talked about today, Mm -hmm. like, do I need it, use it or love it? And then they're telling us maybe where they're donating it. So I'm donating this item to here. I'm deciding to throw this out because it's no longer in good condition, or I'm returning all these items that are my grown child's for them to take as opposed to just turfing them
1: out. And you know what's really good about the group is that when people are saying I've got this and I want to get rid of it other people are offering suggestions of oh hey this is where you could actually donate that item and they'd really love it. So it's just this like brains trust and people are letting go left right and centre and they're feeling really good about it.
0: So if you are in a position to uh, start making some changes in your
1: life. This is your tidy task for this week. So come and join the Little Home Organized Facebook community group. Um, Get in on the Let It Go Challenge. It's just one item per day. It doesn't matter if you miss a couple of days. We're not hard and fast on the rules. The most important thing is that you get a little bit of accountability. So even if you can only find one thing to donate uh, or to let go of straight away, join the group Get some inspiration and some motivation from what other people are doing. Look for your first item. Go through those questions. Do I need use and love it? All the way to the bottom. And then decide, is it time for it to be let go? Now, on that note, I think we should tell everybody about the bonus freebie we have for them this week.
0: Yes. So we have created a decision-making tree. And you can use this tree to help you figure out if you are
1: going to keep an item or let it go. So to grab that freebie, head on over to our website, littlehomeorganize.com.au forward slash decision making tree. We want to thank you so much for choosing to have
0: us in your ears this week. We look forward to joining you next week. And in the meantime, we'll see you
1: over in the Facebook group. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye.